0: Ladies and gentlemen, let's get controversial. Alright, so I'm gonna talk about a subject that relates to relationships and dating and it's what I like to call the power struggle or the power game. And the reason I say this is controversial is because a lot of people might listen to this and say, oh my God, that's such a negative way to look at it, that's such a such a a negative way to look at it. I don't know, I don't have a better way to describe it than that. And a lot of people won't like this topic, but I think it's very very real and very very true in most cases. And the reason I like to talk about a lot of these, you know, dating uh, related topics is because as I've discussed on on this podcast, you know, I've been single basically since uh you know, like spring of 2021 and actually starting about a year and a half ago started doing a lot of dating, really for the first time in my life and I'm 34 years old now and I mean, you know, I had you know, I didn't really start dating until late in general, until I was in like my kind of early twenties. Um, and so, like, long story short, like, I never had a period where I like dated a lot and like frequently. Um, and so, basically, like, starting about a year and a half ago. Um, I would say I mean I would say since then I've you know I've dated fairly frequently I've, I' would say I've probably dated a total of like maybe twelve to fifteen women during that time um, and you know none of them have to this point gotten into like a real serious um relationship obviously um, and just have, like have learned a lot, right have learned a lot, have learned a lot about dating and relationships and everything, and and obviously some of this comes from experience prior to this last year and a half, Um, and so like I said, I think we can all certainly improve the way we do things, the way that we date, the way we are in relationships and everything, Um, but um, so yeah, and I'm sure I would be debated on a lot of these topics, (coughs) excuse me, but Um, I just want to speak from my experience because I think that some of this stuff is very important. It could be very useful for some of you to think about, especially towards the beginning in relationships with people. Because during that last year, you know, like, let's say I've dated 12 to 15 people, right? Two of those people, two of those women, I wanted to have something without going into details because I don't like to go into too many details. Two of those women I wanted to have, um, something more serious with. They weren't interested. So they broke it off. Then there were a couple times where it was the opposite, where you know the woman wanted something more serious, I didn't, so I broke it off anyway, etc. But you know you learn lessons from why these things happen, okay? Um, and what I like to talk about a lot nowadays is what I call the power struggle or the power game, because ultimately in any relationship, whether you're just starting dating, and this this applies to you know men, women probably applies to you know homosexual relationships, I don't know, but in my experience, in every relationship there is there is essentially a person who is more in need and then there is a person who is more in power at any given time, okay? And this is especially, especially important when you're starting to date someone, all right? Uh, Because if you, there's basically there's always a person, there's always one partner who wants the other one more and vice versa. Okay? There's always someone who wants the other one just a little bit more. You know, I have a friend, I won't mention her name, but she used to talk about this when she was dating a lot a few years ago. She called it the reacher and the settler. Okay? I don't like to look at it in those same terms because, like, essentially. The reacher is someone who is maybe a little bit lower level overall, right? You know, and the settler is the person who's supposedly like on a bit of a higher level, but settles for, quote unquote, the other person in the relationship. Now, what I'm talking about in this power struggle is similar to that, but it's also something that can fluctuate with time and throughout the, the dating experience with a person. And it's very, very important. And for any of you who are, are dating, I would say this definitely applies to young men who are, who are dating, and it also probably applies to women as well. Um, But there's a ton of reverse psychology in this, okay? And this is the biggest lesson that I've learned because lots, you know, like me, for example, and, um, you know, if there are other listeners out there that are like me, you know, I've fallen into that category of nice guys finish last way too often because my tendency, I'm someone who tends to kind of fall in love fast or, you know, get really into a girl fast and then kind of, you know, really be sacrificing as much as possible, showing a lot of interest early on. And that always bites you in the butt. That almost almost never works. And I know that there's the people, you know, there are probably some women out there listening or even men who say like, well, no, that's not true because it did work for me or whatever and I met my soulmate that way and we just got married within the first three months of meeting each other and we've been happily ever after. Okay. Good for you and the other 9% of people in this world who've had that happen. All right. But for the most part, it just doesn't work like that. There is a power struggle involved. There is a power game involved. Okay. And I would venture to guess that even those of you that are in these successful long term relationships, okay, you know, when you're well established with, you know, uh, a partner and kids for a long time, you probably don't think about these things that much right because you're like okay we got stuff to do we got work we got kids you know we got to do we got to do all our duties daily and we're not sitting there thinking about who has more power and who's more in need in the relationship however that does still definitely come up okay like why do you think a lot of times divorces happen why do people cheat why why does all this stuff happen even after you know being married for years having many kids whatever it still happens because one of the partners doesn't want the other one as much as the partner wants them Okay, this is why this is part a big part of the reason it happens, okay? So this kind of power need dynamic still exists at all times throughout the relationship even though it might not be like as important or obvious as it is in the beginning, okay? But extremely important especially for young males or any age males listening to this is to understand the power dynamic in my opinion because one of the worst things that we can do as Men who are dating, and I've made this mistake many times before and it never works, okay, is show a woman too much interest, okay? You show a woman too much interest, and you know, it's good to show interest, good to be nice, good to be a gentleman, but you show a woman. Too much interest. You respond to her messages too fast. You're too available to talk to her. Whatever. All of a sudden, she's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" It's a red flag because it's like, why does this guy? Why is this guy not more busy? Does he not have any other options as women? He must not be very attractive. Something must be wrong with him. He must be bad in bed. I don't know. He must something must be wrong with him. Why is he not busy? Why is he not making more money? He needs to be making more money. Okay. How am I going to go out with a guy that has all this time to text me? When we live in this world, we're going to need a lot of money. All right. Now I know this this the, the, some of the feminists out there are thinking this we're not all gold diggers okay like I get it, but you're also still thinking what I just said in the back of your head. Whether like Some women, I think sometimes, don't even realize that they're thinking these things, and they are, all right? God, I really should have a debate with like some hardcore feminists sometime on the show. It'd be really interesting. Come over to my place at some point, we'll, we'll do it. Like I'm not gonna go that far out of my way for it. But anyway, um, okay, so <clears throat> a big key for us, and this probably applies to women dating men as well, a big key in terms of the power struggle is to never show the person too much interest okay yeah sure there comes a point when you go all in when you know when you're popping the question and saying will you marry me that's probably a good time to like be like yeah i'm all in with you i'm we're fully committed and i show you a lot of interest and i respond to your messages quickly and and all that stuff all right but early on it's a big mistake it's a big mistake it's a red flag and women can smell your desperation trust me gentlemen I speak from experience, all right? I speak from a lot of experience, a lot of rejection, and a lot of failure, so to speak, in this department in the past, all right? But I've learned a lot of things recently. Now, this power struggle is very interesting, okay? Because it starts off from day one, okay? And this might be, you know, you might meet someone online, you might meet someone in person, okay? But let's take an example. We'll call the people Jack and Jill, all right? We got Jack and Jill. This is what happens in the power struggle of their dating, okay? So, first, Let's say that they're in a bar right? They're in a bar. They're both single. They're both legitimately single. It's not even like one of them has a boyfriend or has some girlfriend or there's some girl on the side or somebody that they're dating or messaging. No, they're both legitimately single. Let's start things off fair, okay? Even though 80 plus percent of relationships don't even start that way, especially when it involves beautiful women because beautiful women are almost never single, all right? This is another thing that I've, they're never truly single. There's always some guy here, the guy that they just broke up with, the guy that they, you know, is is still messaging them. They're like maybe kind of going out with like, you know, like women in general. I feel like are never just, they're never like truly single that often, but let's pretend in this scenario that both Jack and Jill are perfectly single when they walk into this bar, okay? So, they're in this bar, maybe Jack's with his friend's group, Jill's with her friend's group, whatever, right? And let's say that it starts off in a bit more of a traditional way where, where Jack approaches jill jack is attracted to jill maybe he buys her a drink something you know jack approaches jill jill is a little bit defensive she's got her guard up a little bit because you know she's a woman with experience she knows how much of an asshole lots of men can be she knows how much men just want to get in her pants things like that she's got her guard up a little bit right right now the power is all jill has all the power almost all of the power right like on the scale of power jill probably has 90 percent of the power you know Jack maybe has 10% of it Jill's the one in need Jack is the one in need he's the one that wants things really bad right now he wants and it doesn't mean he even wants anything bad okay he might legitimately be a really good dude he wants to get things started he wants to you know just just start a conversation he wants to hopefully get Jill's number and then take her out on a date at some point right so he he's you know he's losing in the power struggle right now but if he plays his cards right he can get there and he can start winning okay so now, he's, he's having a good conversation, he's a pretty good conversationalist, right? He buys her a drink, they're having a drink, you know, he proves that he can be kind of a charismatic guy, but he's also not too pushy, whatever, you know, he doesn't look like he's a sloppy drunk who just wants to take her home and have sex with her, nothing like that, right? At the end of the night, after an hour or two, he asks for her number, she gives him this kind of reluctant look and then says, okay, fine, okay, fine, I'll give you my number. So, okay, she gives him her number. And then he even waits a couple days because he's smart. He's done this a few times before, okay? He knows he needs to probably wait a couple days before he texts her, right? So he waits a couple days. He texts her. Right now she still has, you know, most of the power. He's gained a little bit of the power. She she became intrigued by him just because of how good of a conversationalist he was, whatever. But he's still the one who is more in need and more wanting, okay? She has still most of the power, okay? Now, so. He sends her a text message about three days later, all right? And you know, Jill is fairly smart. She's done this before as well. She's not gonna respond right away. She gives it about six hours. She waits until, you know, like seven p.m. that night. He had sent the message at like one p.m. on a Tuesday, which was kind of a stupid thing anyway, because it's like, don't you know that the girl is probably gonna be working at 1 p.m. on the Tuesday and she's not gonna want to get in the conversation with you, right? So, anyway, she responds to the message around 7 p.m. says, Hey, you know, I'm good. How are you? Blah, 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 blah. All right. So Then they go on, they're texting for a couple days. You know, it's maybe a text message every couple hours, you know, nothing real serious because he knows, he knows, okay, I have to be a little bit smart about this. I can't just immediately ask her on a date right now, tomorrow, even though, you know, theoretically we shouldn't waste too much time texting before we get to know someone more important person. But anyway, it's just light, simple text, okay? Then, you know, Friday rolls around. Friday morning rolls around and he kind of says, Hmm, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You free it all, whatever. So then, you know, she says, blah, 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 They arrange a coffee date on Saturday, okay? Just a simple coffee date. Coffee date's always a nice way to start, right? It's easy, especially for the man. It's not super committal. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of money on it, whatever, you know. Plus, it's a, it's a nice, it's a better vibe. Like, this is just me coming out of the story and speaking from experience. Like, a coffee date is much better than, like, a dinner date to start because, I mean, if we, like, I don't know, like sitting there eating, trying to get to know someone can be kind of uncomfortable. It's like, let's just sit and sip on some coffee and really have a face-to-face chat and get to know each other a little bit better, okay? So they do the coffee date. Coffee date goes pretty good. Then, you know, she really vibes with him. He feels that there's chemistry. Chemistry is something that may or may not exist. (laughs) No, uh, I joke with friends about chemistry sometimes. So there's some chemistry on the coffee date, and he says... After about an hour and a half, he says, okay, well, yep, I got to go. I got some some stuff I got to do this afternoon, but I'm really glad we could meet up. She enjoyed the date. He enjoyed the date. They both enjoyed the date. It was pretty good, right? He goes on with the rest of his day. She goes on with the rest of her day. She actually wasn't going to be that busy that afternoon. She had it in her head that they might even make it a longer date, like he might take her to lunch after a coffee. They might go for the walk, whatever. They didn't do it. He had stuff to do. He was too busy. Hmm, is he dating another girl this afternoon? Could, no, he wouldn't know. He doesn't seem like that. Could he be? I don't know. What, what does he have doing? It's a random Saturday afternoon. Huh, weird. He didn't say what he was doing. I should have asked what he was doing. Huh, I don't know. Okay. Now, it's Saturday night. All right, Saturday night. So we're one week after they first met. Now, all of a sudden, Jack has a bit more power than Jill. He's, still, he's, he's playing smart about this. He still wants Jill, but he knows that he can't show too much interest early on. He's very interested in her from what he knows about her, okay? But because of the fact that now he just walked away and he said, okay, you know, I got to go. Can't spend more time with you today, whatever. He didn't even try to arrange a second date yet. Jill's thinking, was I bad? Did I really do bad on that date? God, this is so weird. I didn't even really want to, like, meet this guy. I mean, he's like, hey, like when I met him at the bar, it's like, he's, he's kind of cute, but he's not that cute. He seems kind of cool, but, like, I didn't even – why did, I didn't even really want to go out with him that bad at the first place and then I just did and like he's actually like really I, like I kind of like him like what is so did I do bad on the date like why does he not want to like arrange another date what What did I do and then Joe goes home and looks at herself in the mirror and like wonders if something was wrong with her look she calls her friend and she's wondering like yeah like I just went out on this date with this guy but like I don't know he didn't want a second date this is weird anyway so then they gossip about that for a few days Jack finally decides two days later, that he's going to message her again because he does really like her and he doesn't want to ignore her too much. Right now, he's got most of the power. He's got most of the power in the situation because Jill is wanting some validation. She wants to make sure that she did pretty good on this date, but because of the fact that he just left early and didn't even try to make any plans to see her the rest of that day or you know any in the coming days or whatever, like, all of a sudden, she just is like, whoa, was I like not as good as he expected? I need some validation here. Oh, I need to either talk to Jack or hear from Jack. And she was going to message him Monday afternoon, Monday afternoon. She was getting ready to message him, but he decided to message her on Monday morning instead, Monday morning instead. And this key point right now is when things are exactly even almost exactly even. All right, because all he says is, Hey, I hope you had a good rest of your weekend. We should meet up again sometime this week. Dun-dun-dun. Things are even, all right? Things are even right now because Jill's saying, Phew. Okay, he does want to see me again. He must be very busy with a lot of different things, which that's good, because obviously I want a man who's, who's busy, who's got a lot going for himself in his life. That'll mean that he can provide more for me. That'll mean that he's you know just a good guy to have around in general. He's got a lot going for him, but he does want to see me again, so I did all right. Okay, good. This is a good opportunity. I'm in a good position with this guy. Jack is thinking, okay, yep, I'm playing things good, but I don't know why I didn't hear from her over the last two days either. I was thinking that she might message me on Sunday or whatever, but she didn't do it, so... should I message her Monday morning should I wait no let's do it I don't want to like totally lose her I don't want her to think like it was just like a one-and-done thing I do want to see this again so now it's about even now there's some some you know on both sides there's kind of some need there's kind of a need there's kind of a power now they're both about even all right can we end the story about Jack and Jill or should I keep going you guys understand how this goes right you guys see how this goes and then every little step in the relationship what about okay then the first kiss happens right then what about the first time they have sex right what all these little things can lead to a power a power struggle like hey there's so many little things that that influence it right how quick does the other person respond to your messages how frequently you know do you message the other person uh, you know how many dates per week are you trying to do who's the one that's that's suggesting like are you always the one who's asking the other person out because if not that's probably a problem as well you should Probably wait and see if the other person asks you out. Maybe put the ball in their court sometime, and then see if they actually really do want to go out with you. That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna give you an idea of where you're at in the power struggle. Because if you've been dating a person two, three, four times, and messaging them mostly every day for whatever reason, then if you take a day or two or even three, ding, 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 three days off from messaging them, you don't start up any conversations. Then, after two or three days, that'll give you an idea. Like, okay, does that person come back? If that person comes back... They might come back with a simple message just saying like, hello, hello, or something like that after two or three days. And if a girl, guys, if a girl comes back to you after you haven't messaged them for two or three days, they might say like, you know, hello, hello, how are you? Which means like, hey, what the hell happened over the last couple days? I'm pretty freaking pissed off here. I want some attention. First, I need you to message me, and then I need you to see me immediately. I don't like this. You were supposed to be, you know, we all know what like the... The hello, how's it going message means from like, you know, lots of women. Okay, we've all been there, guys. (laughs) Wink, wink, laugh, laugh. All right. Anyway, all of these little messages and, you know, guys, we're guilty of this too. We'll send like a, hey, how's it going message. How's your week been? Meaning like, hey, I'm lonely at home. I want some attention. (laughs) That's always what these messages mean. All right. Do you guys see the power struggle? I'm not saying this is good or even bad or anything. I'm just saying this is the way it is. And any of you out there who've dated, like who've been who've been single but dating for a significant period of time at any point in your life, know that this is mostly how it works, okay? I get that there are exceptions to the rule. Should it be like this? Should there be so many games and reverse psychology and power? Well, you know, the naive part of us wants to think, no, there shouldn't, okay? But there's a reason that this exists the way it is, okay? We want, as human beings, and I think this applies to both sexes, we want someone on the other end who is very desirable, okay, and has a lot of things going for them, which means that they ultimately aren't going to have that much time to be dedicating to us right at the beginning because they have a lot of options. They have a lot of other things going. They're a very valuable person, okay? This is why there's so much reverse psychology in this. And shit, had you told me this when I was 24 years old instead of 34 years old? Oh my God, I would have crushed my 20s. <laughs> but anyway, hey, we all learn things when we learn them for certain reasons. But um, it is a power struggle. And no, it's not like pretty. And it's not – it is a game. It's a psychological game. It's a reverse psychological game, okay? And it's, it's, it's real and it's not like – nice and pretty in a red rosy world that you know that we want to think it is okay love is not this rosy lovey-dovey thing you know maybe i'll get married someday and still have this podcast going and i'll be like i didn't mean what i said back then (laughs) love is love is amazing it's amazing but uh ultimately the road to love just doesn't quite seem like that and i think most I think most, most people that I talk to would agree with me. They get some different opinions. But uh, the world is not a lovey-dovey place, my friends. Go out in nature for about three days, three hours, and you figure that out. It's like all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought God had a plan for all of us, but all of a sudden, like, these animals just eat these animals, and this animal dies immediately after birth, and at the end of the day, we're just animals as well. Like, dang, we're pretty lucky to be human beings in this modern society, but this world is just not very fair and nice. Um... And uh, yeah, relationships are a little bit of the same thing. It's probably a crappy metaphor with the animals at the end, but uh, learn about the power struggle and the power game if you're into dating. Could even be useful for those of you who are already in committed relationships and think you don't have to worry about this, but you do because you always have to keep leveling up. Otherwise, your partner just might leave you. Dun 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 dun. I'm sorry, but but it happens. Can okay? It happens for many different reasons. All right. So that's the ugly reality. All right. We'll talk again soon. Peace. Love y'all.